Welcome to Still Growing in Grace, a weekly program dedicated to inspiring joy, giving hope, and delighting in grace. This program is brought to you by Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and for the next half hour, I'll be sharing with you a message of hope that will help you expand your understanding of God's love and amazing grace. So many are tired of trying harder to live the Christian life. I've got great news for you. You can stop trying. God already deeply loves you, totally accepts you, and really, really likes you. Enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace. Are you looking for some amazing Christmas crafts and art? Then stop in at the Hope Fellowship Annual Christmas Market this Saturday, November 16th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Over 15 different vendors displaying their talent and providing you with great Christmas gifts for those you love. This Saturday on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall, 25 Benjamin Road. The Hope Fellowship Christmas Market, Saturday, November 16th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Welcome to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Zenker, pastor at Hope Fellowship in Waterloo, and I'm so glad you took time to join us this week to listen in to a very, very important topic. We've been going through a series called Healing Life's Hurts Through Understanding Forgiveness. Many of us have a lot of pains in our life. There are many who don't have as many pains, but there are enough people all around us, or we know somebody that has walked through and is walking through a really deep hurt. So we're trying to explore what this forgiveness thing is. The Bible talks a lot about forgiveness, but I believe the church has not shared a, I would say, an authentic, a more complete message of what it means. I don't have the complete answer. Nobody really does. But I've learned some things I'd like to share with you that add to your journey that will help you understand what forgiveness is. So today we're going to launch into a uh, probably a three or four part mini series inside the series. And I think this one's probably the most exciting and the most revealing part of the entire series on understanding what forgiveness is. We're going to tackle the topic of what forgiveness is not. That's right. We're going to take a look at what it isn't. Too many times we've been led to believe that forgiveness is something uh, and we come to find out it's not that at all. What we have been told may be incomplete or outright wrong. It's incredible. So today we're going to launch into, uh, I think it's about 17 different points of what forgiveness isn't. I'm trying to remove the walls that are up. I believe there are misunderstandings that are preventing us from actually forgiving people. I think there are things we have been told in the religious world that have nothing to do with forgiveness, but they're sayings or uh, things that have been implied to make us feel guilty so that if we haven't done this or that, then we haven't forgiven. I'm going to nail those to the wall today. You're going to, well, this week and the next couple of weeks. So today's part one of what forgiveness is not. And I think one of the greatest hindrances to forgiveness is wading through the myths and incomplete understandings of what forgiveness is. 
As a child, I remember I remember having to say I'm sorry to kids at school when I had a fight with them or an argument. The teacher would stop us, separate us, and then they would say, say I am sorry to the other person. And so we say I'm sorry. Then they make you shake hands as if you mean it. Do you know what just happened? They made us lie. Yep, the teachers, well-intentioned, made us lie to one another because we didn't feel like saying sorry. We had to do it because we'd get into even more trouble if we didn't. So that is not a healthy or clear picture of what forgiveness is. And forgiveness is not the same thing as remorse either. So just be ready as we tackle through some pretty big misconceptions. Listen, as we walk through what some of these misconceptions are, we're going to find out that our mythical definition never really did mean true forgiveness. So buckle up, get ready. We're going to dig into some big ones. I want to read a short, short article for you because I think this one's meaningful. It's on forgiveness. Listen carefully. When Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, he wrongly assumed his God would be angry. But instead, God came looking for him to take his regular evening walk. When Abraham sent his wife Sarah into Pharaoh's tent to protect his own life by allowing her to have sex with another man, God told Pharaoh that he was on dangerous ground and that he'd better get her out of there right now. The next words out of God's mouth to Abraham were, to reassure him of the covenant he made with him. Not a word about his sin. When Elisha was depressed and afraid and angry and prayed to die, yes, he prayed to die, God sent an angel to feed him so that he might regain his strength. There was no shame, no blame whatsoever. When Peter denied Jesus, Our Lord made sure when he arose to mention Peter by name and said to make sure he knew Jesus was alive. No reference whatsoever to what Peter had done. These were the giants of the Bible. Giants who made horrific choices. In each instance, the love of God swallows up their sin and foolishness in one great gush of grace. It's absurd. What we have done, uh, what we have done that causes you to think God may be disappointed or perturbed in you, what possibly could you have done? There isn't anything. Whatever it is, you need to set it aside because that is what He has done. As absurd as it sounds, God isn't interested in what you've done in the past. He lives with you in the now and wants you to live in this moment of grace and accept his forgiveness. Jesus showed us our father's heart when he had the father of the prodigal son throw him a party when he returned home without so much as a mention of what the boy had done. That is our God. Refuse to accept his acceptance and you'll lock yourself inside a prison of your own making. Accept his acceptance and you'll run into the joyful freedom only known by those who know their sins never appear on God's radar. Never. You've messed up? Hmm. Welcome to the world of great children of God. 
It happened. So put it aside now. Don't insult the finished work of Jesus on the cross by insisting on trying to share in dealing with it through your own gnawing guilt and spiritual suicidal self-consciousness. You are forgiven. You're free. You are the one with the you are one with the one who keeps no record of wrongs and promises to never remember them again. So, dance, run, laugh, play, celebrate. That's what the Father, Son, and Spirit are doing, and he asks you to join him right now. This is written by Dr. Steve McVeigh. Great article. You may have been told sometime in your life that you must forgive, but nobody told you how. If forgiveness is that powerful of a force, we need to understand what forgiveness is. But if we're going to understand what forgiveness is, we must first wade through all the errors first and get rid of it. Let's get rid of the junk, the stuff that's cluttering our thinking, clogging and making our sight uh, fuzzy and fogged up glasses. Let's clear that up. So here we go. Number one of about 17, I think it is. Forgiveness is not minimizing the hurt. Not at all. It does not mean you forget when you forgive, you imply, oh, it's okay that others have hurt you. It is not meaning that we pretend we've not been hurt or that we're not taking the wrong seriously. Forgiveness does not mean you minimize it. True forgiveness is a, is a thing between you and your Heavenly Father. But when we think forgiveness is about minimizing things, oh, it's okay. No, no, no. that is not forgiveness. Number two, forgiveness is not the absence of pain or hurts. Sometimes we still feel it. We still, we still feel the pain. We still, we still feel the betrayal, the hurt. And we think, oh, I guess I didn't forgive because I still feel it. It does not mean that once you have forgiven, the proof is that you won't feel hurt or pain from what has happened. My own abuse story, if you were listened a couple weeks back, I still feel pain from that. I still feel hurt from it. I have forgiven, but I still remember. I still have moments of shame. It still plagues me once in a while, but it doesn't own me. It doesn't run my life. And listen to this. Forgiveness does not mean the pain or feelings of betrayal go away. If you've been betrayed by somebody, deeply hurt, just because you forgive does not mean those feelings of betrayal and I can't believe they did that to me, those feelings don't go away necessarily. They can, but don't think for a minute, don't question if you have forgiven somebody that when these feelings come, that you are tempted to believe you did not forgive. This is where we need to be set free. Number three, forgiveness is not easy. <laughs> it's not as easy as say I'm sorry, shake hands. Not at all. In fact, forgiveness will be one of the toughest things you do in your life. Forgiveness is not for the weak. Forgiveness is for the strong. 
Strength comes out when we forgive. It's the strength of Christ in us that allows us to forgive. And even for those who are not believers, when they forgive from the heart, that is the power of God working in them. They don't even know it, but there's still a power of freedom that comes. Yes, it's for everyone. Listen, when we forgive, it's not easy. It feels like a part of you is dying, and a part of you is dying. The protective coping mechanisms build up you and, and walk in, it build up in you and you walk in anger, in bitterness, you walk in hurt. Sometimes for years, it's become part of your life. It's become part of you. And that bitterness, that hurt, those memories, they need to die to having any power in you. That's what needs to die. If you feel like a part of you is dying, well, it is. But the part that's dying isn't the real you anyway. And that's something really to take into account. Number four. Forgiveness is not about time. Not at all. <laughs> we have heard this phrase, um, time heals all wounds. Time heals everything. In time, it'll get better. Well, those are nice, trite sayings. But time does not, in and of itself, do anything. <laughs> Don't convince yourself that, oh, well, over time, it'll get better. Well, here's what's going to happen over time. Over time, you're not going to think about it as much. It's going to find its way and burrow deep into you. And it's actually going to fester. It's going to become an infection in your soul because you haven't dealt with it. Those wounds are down there. And if you think, oh my goodness, I, you know, time's going to heal one day. No, time won't. Forgiveness will. It's possible. There is hope. You can do this. It's not about time. It's not easy. So don't give an, an answer to somebody else that over time, you'll get better. We say that to people who are grieving. In time, you'll get better. Listen, that pain and loss, that void never goes away. The pain can be there for the rest of your life because it's painful, but it doesn't have to master you anymore. That's why when we get through the part of how to forgive and what it is, you're going to really, really enjoy that. So in a few minutes, we're going to take a, uh, take a moment and listen to our sponsors, those who've made this show possible. So please listen, support them, and thank you so much for listening. We'll be back just after these brief messages. Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars in Guelph is not your typical used car lot. Customers who shop there get the insider treatment, especially when buying from the insider man, Rod Sider. Rod will help you select a late model car, truck, van, or SUV from their large selection of vehicles, and he'll work with your budget. Call the insider man at 519-836-2900, extension 287, or visit Mark Wilson's Better Used Cars at the corner of Whitelaw Road and Highway 24, Guelph, and ask for the insider man. I'm so glad you came back for the second half of Still Growing in Grace. Don't forget, Still Growing in Grace, the reason we call it that name is because all of us are still growing in grace. None of us have arrived. That's why the series that I'm sharing with you is so important. We're talking about what forgiveness is not. We just covered four things in the first half. Now we're going to see how many more we can get through of, I think, about 17. Some of them are going to take a, almost a whole week just because they're so intense. So number five, forgiveness is not forgetting. Yup. We think, and we've been told, I've been told this, I don't know about you, but if we still remember, then we have not forgiven. 
The implication is if we've not forgotten, then we've not forgiven. This is such a lie and a guilt trip to put on somebody. I am trying to pretend that everything is fine, move forward with my, with my life, and not bring up that matter again. Listen, if we can't forget, which we can't, unless it's a miracle of something blocked, um, then maybe we should take our lesson from the Lord. What does the scripture say about remembering? Let me give you something from the Old Covenant. This is actually kind of cool. In Psalm 103, verses 8 to 13, this, this could open your eyes a little bit. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. I didn't say a single word there, but forget. He's removed it, not forgotten. God doesn't have amnesia. He's removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. We've already covered that at the beginning of this series. Go back and watch on YouTube. This is way too important and too big of a subject to just have a quick 30-second or 30-minute message and get all the answers to this topic. This is something we need to wrestle through. Start from the beginning. Challenge yourself. Take some time. Make it a goal to understand better what forgiveness is. In Hebrews 8, 12, it says, For I will be merciful to their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. Ha ha, there it is. He will not remember. That's right. He chooses not to remember. What does the word remember mean? Well, let me give you an image. Let's say I accidentally have an accident at a, uh, a factory, and I sever my hand. My hand is now the word would be dismembered. So it's taken apart from me. I go to the hospital. They attach it to myself. Again, I'm lucky, uh, blessed. Um, and here's what's happened. It's been remembered to my body. Yes, he chooses not to remember your sins any longer. This is good news. Suddenly, God is actually becoming in your mind and my mind, bigger and better than what we have been told. Oh, this is good news. If you are beating yourself up with some guilt trip from the past, beating yourself up because you know you need to forgive somebody and you can't, there is hope. You can. There's power in you to forgive. And forgiveness is so much better and bigger than you think. That's why we're removing these lies and misconceptions of what forgiveness is not. So you can see a much better picture of what it is. You've been being, you may have been carrying this guilt for something you've already been forgiven of. Why are you carrying it? You may forget someday, but that would be a byproduct. Yep, that would be a byproduct. It is remembering the pain and still choosing to forgive. That's the beauty of it. And if you remember, we've talked about re-forgiveness. I need to re-forgive sometimes because somehow I allow my memories to muster things up and I keep dwelling on it and then I have a new anger towards them. But God in His grace says, Mike, 
resurrender that. You've already surrendered it. Give, give it back. It was never yours to take. It's cruel to tell people that if they haven't forgotten, then they haven't forgiven. Don't be a cruel person. And don't listen to cruel people. Be a person of love. Listen to truth. Forgiveness involves an act of the will, a choice that you make at a certain point in time. Once you've done it, you've done it, regardless of how you may feel, regardless if you forget. There's a cost to it. So we praise God in Ephesians 1, 6-7, it says, We praise God for the glorious grace He's poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with His blood of His Son and forgave our sins. There was a high price to pay. Absolutely. Forgiveness, remember, is an act of the will. It's a one-time momentary thing. It's not an emotional feeling. It's a choice of the will that we make between our Heavenly Father. We're not talking about the other person right now. This is about your benefit. It's for you, not the other person. This is for your healing. Okay? Let's not, we're not talking about how to deal with them now that you've forgiven them, because our Christian religion will tell us, well, then you have to quickly make things right and, and get along like a happy, you know, Brady Bunch family or Little House in the Prairie family and pretend la di da di da No! Who made that up? Listen, this is for your soul. Forgive at a moment in time. I've done that for people. But there are times I've come around and I felt like I've not forgiven them because I still remember. But here's the good news. The Holy Spirit who lives in us tap, tap, tap on the shoulder, reminds us, hey, you have forgiven. I was there. I helped you do it. You couldn't do it in your power. Don't forget, you've forgiven with my power. Now let's move on. Let's look at some other areas I want you to focus on. I never called you to focus on that story again of that person and their hurt. I'm asking you to look at this next thing I have for you because I've got a great journey for you. This is the journey of grace. This is the journey of freedom I'm trying to show you, one I'm walking on. I've not arrived on it, but I enjoy the path so far. Which brings me to number six. Forgiveness is not just a feeling. Yep. Uh, some people, they live from their feelings, you know. Uh, some people will say, after all, I don't feel angry anymore. Therefore, you know, I've, I've forgiven. Well, listen, if you're not forgiven, you've not forgiven. And if you just don't feel angry anymore, maybe enough time has passed that you have so many other things cluttering your mind and your emotions, you haven't got time to deal with that. But if you were to stop for a moment and redwell on that without having forgiven them, anger will come back and it'll be revitalized. Don't kid yourself. Forgiveness is not a feeling. The feelings can be a product, byproduct of it. The truth is, forgiveness is an act of the will. This is good news for you and me. Feelings can constantly change. You cannot count on them. Here's a story about uh, feelings that you need to be reminded of. 
Um, I've often gone to movies growing up. I love seeing great movies uh, like action movies, I like great drama. I like thrillers. I like uh, uh, mystery and things like that. But sometimes there are some scenes that cause me to jolt and I'm, wow, it, it suddenly hits the screen and the, the makers of the movie did that intentionally to scare you. So your body sees the scene, you're startled. Somebody comes out of the dark and goes, boo, and you're suddenly scared. Uh, oh no, that's going to hit me. Oh no, that truck is going to crash into me. And you kind of recall your emotions and your your fingers clenching and your, and your feet come up. Oh no, and you're scared. If you're with somebody, jump over to them. Ah, and you're scared. And really? Think for a minute. Are you in any actual danger? Not at all. You're in a movie theater or sitting on the couch. Listen, our feelings respond to what we're thinking about. I used to say our feelings weren't that important. They're just emotions that respond to what's in our head. They're more than that. But please hear me in this part. When it comes to our emotions and feelings... What we do think about comes out. So when we don't feel like it, we can't count on them. Instead, I trust the act of forgiveness. Father, I have forgiven so-and-so. In Jesus' name, thank you. Keep reminding me. So when I see their face, remind me they're forgiven. They're still going to bring pain to my emotions when I see them because they don't know they've done anything wrong. So Father, do the work in me so I don't use it against them. I'm not going to fall in their traps, and then the Holy Spirit will teach you how to respond to all that. But this is, again, between you and your Heavenly Father. That's amazing. Don't assume that once you forgive, you should automatically feel good. <sighs> Number seven. This is a good one. We're not going to be able to finish this one today. But forgiveness is not being naive or ignoring the problem. Are you, you, you may say to yourself, well, I can separate the person from the behavior. They're a good person inside. What they did, you know, I can understand how that happened. Listen, trying not to think about it only masks what your emotions, soul, and the hurt part of you needs to deal with. It will come out in other ways. Your body is trying to cope with a deep, deep pain in your life. It's designed to heal itself. This is a huge thing to remember. This is not about naivety or ignoring it. Next week, I hope you'll come back, listen in to part two of what forgiveness is not. And we're going to get into some pretty deep ones. Thank you for taking time to join us. I'll see you again next week with more grace and truth that's going to encourage you. Looking for adventure in the great outdoors? It's not far from your own backyard at Conestoga River Horseback Adventures. Fun for the whole family or why not your next corporate party? Trail rides are offered all year round and other options like pony rides and birthday parties for the young cowboys and cowgirls. Afterwards, you can relax and keep the party going in their large, comfortable lounge. Conestoga River Horseback Adventures, 519-888-6503 and horsebackadventures.ca. Are you looking for some amazing Christmas crafts and art? Then stop in at the Hope Fellowship Annual Christmas Market this Saturday, November 16th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Over 15 different vendors displaying their talent and providing you with great Christmas gifts for those you love. 
this Saturday on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall, 25 Benjamin Road. The Hope Fellowship Christmas Market, Saturday, November 16th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 1130 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 1030 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.